What's up, everybody? My name is Will. Welcome back to Thoughts That Count. Play my music, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. Now, today, we're going to be getting a little spicy. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be talking about relationships. Specifically, um, both the ones that I've lived and observed. And from that experience, I'm going to talk about keys that I see in happy and healthy relationships. Now, obviously each relationship is new and unique and suited to those people who are in the relationship, but these are different keys that I've seen work in healthy and happy relationships. You know, conversations that I've had with close friends and um, ones that I've been in myself. And I mean the ones that are actually good, not the ones that, you know, look good on the surface and then you get behind closed doors and all hell breaks loose, you know what I mean? Um, but before we start, uh, I know I got some competitive people in the audience, so I'm going to issue you guys a challenge. Uh, I'm going to tell a story about a relationship that I was in. I know, spicy. Now, this relationship is deficient in all three of the main themes of this episode, right? And I'm going to give you those three themes in a second, but... I want you guys to try to guess at which point in the story, um, which theme I'm talking about, right? Now, there's likely to be multiple right answers. This relationship was something. So I would love to hear your opinions on which, which parts stood out to you guys as like the most toxic or the most unhealthy or whatever. And if you want an extra challenge and you don't want me to even reveal what the themes are, you know, fast forward 10 seconds or whatever button that is on whatever platform you're listening or watching on, um, then you can skip over it. I'm going to say that in three, two, one, the themes are trust, communication, and intent. Now, disclaimer before I get into this story, um, I feel like with all the Andrew Tate rhetoric crap going around, um, I have to say this. I'm talking about specific anecdotes from my personal life, and the information in this should not be used to draw blanket statements about women in general, okay? We all got it. We're all on the same page. Okay, cool. Perfect. Here goes the story. Now, I used to date a girl that loved attention, right? But not just attention from me. She liked attention from uh, other guys as well. Uh, when she would go out, she would, of course, want to be complimented and want to be seen and want to turn heads, which at face value isn't a bad thing, right? Obviously, everybody wants to look good. Everybody wants to, you know, be a head turner, that kind of thing. There's definitely a line between wanting to look good, of course, and needing validation from other guys that aren't your boyfriend. Now, of course, me being no fool, uh... I would notice this behavior and admittedly it would make me pretty jealous. Now, of course, I would feel like I, you know, I wasn't enough and I'm like, why does she need validation from other people when I'm, you know, giving her all this attention and praising her and complimenting her and, you know, all this stuff. And I, I genuinely wanted to feel like my attention and appreciation was enough. And of course, this would lead to, you know, arguments where she would play naive. And I say play naive because lies are much harder to keep up than people seem to think. And um, honestly, she wasn't the best at it. So she would often get caught in her lies. Of course, once she was caught, then she would get desperate and start to gaslight using statements like, you just don't love me enough to believe me. Or if you really cared, you would just trust me. Now, this is obviously classic manipulation. This is classic Darvo. Oh, we haven't talked about Darvo in a while. Okay, I'll explain Darvo because, uh, you know, we got to handful of new listeners and probably haven't, you know, talked about this since probably actually the first, one of the first episodes. Uh, but shout out the OG listeners who remember the first time I talked about DARVO. So for those of you who don't know, those of you who are new, uh, DARVO is an acronym and it stands for 
Oh, let's do a fun little editing technique. Okay, if you're watching this, this this will be fun. Defend, attack, reverse victim and oppressor. Okay. Um, so so a generic example of that would be, uh, say I have a problem with my girl, and I tell her I'm like, hey, you know what? I don't like when you do X Y Z. Of course, her first reaction in Darvo would be defend. She'd be like, oh, that's not happening. You're being crazy if you want to throw a little gaslighting in there. You're being crazy. I'm obviously not doing anything. The A attack would then be to flip the script and point me out as doing something wrong, right? Hey, you know, I wouldn't act like this if you did, didn't did do this, this, this. Or like, well, wait a minute. You do this, this, and this. And immediately we get into the RVO, reverse victim and oppressor. And now... I'm the one that brought the claims to her about me not appreciating something that she does and she's totally flipped the script and now I'm the one that's in trouble for doing something that isn't even the topic at hand. And that leads to, of course, both of the situations not being resolved. And honestly, that conversation is likely to spiral if it's not caught early, right? Because then I'm going to get angry because she's going to continue doing what I brought up to her as something that bothers me and I'm going to feel angry because now I'm the one that's in trouble, even though I was the one I thought was, you know, bringing up the grievance. And honestly, she may feel offended too, because she feels like I'm attacking her, feels like I'm saying she's not good enough in some way. And honestly, in the story with this actual girl, that is how it went, is it, it would spiral, it would turn into a mess. And, and most of the time, it just ended by we do that thing where we're both angry, and we both just agree to not talk about it anymore. And we go cool off and then come back like it didn't happen. Now, of course, this builds resentment over time. Now, magically, those old situations would make their way into new conversations, and it was used as another way out of dealing with the current situation. Arguments like, well, I wouldn't have behaved like that if you wouldn't have done that way a long time ago or whatever, or what about the time when you made me feel this way? So you're not the only one feeling bad right now or whatever. And then guess what? Neither of the problems would be solved, and we would just continue to build that resentment over time, and it would only continue to get worse and worse. And it's because that, and it's because those problems were never actually resolved the first time or during the actual incident. Furthermore, I knew how she acted when I was there, and I didn't like it. So that would only incur my mind to think harder about when I wasn't there. What's going on? What's happening? Uh, is she do, is she acting in a way that I wouldn't appreciate? Especially if we had like a streak of arguments beforehand, and you know it was going into this time when we wouldn't be with each other. When I remember another time too uh, that I was particularly jealous, uh, and it was a time when I was like, when she was far away, you know, she wasn't close to me, and she was hanging out with people that I didn't really know like that. So, I didn't feel confident that they would tell me if something actually did happen. And I know by the way I'm telling this, it kind of sounds like I'm a jealous person, and I'm not actually typically a jealous person. Um, but I do believe that anyone can be pushed there. But know that if you have been pushed to feel jealous or you've been jealous in the past, it does go both ways. And what I mean by that is you can also find somebody who will not make you feel jealous and who will push you to feel more comfort and security in your relationship. So know that being jealous is not a, a permanent thing. Know that you can feel better and you will feel better when you find somebody who is able to make you feel that way. Now, the end of that story, you know, after, you know, months and months of fighting and going back and forth and having good times also, but you know, a lot of bad times mixed in and, you know, relationship like a roller coaster, which inevitably was pretty exhausting. Um, the story ended that she cheated and we ended up breaking up. 
you know, happens, live and learn, you know, you get, you get better afterwards. But now let me ask you, what were the three theme violations? If you haven't commented, now's your chance. I'll give you a little sec. Probably not. That's enough time. There you go. You got that comment off, right? Good. So here it goes. Number one, trust. Her behavior and conversational manipulation didn't really lead me to feel very comfortable. I didn't feel trust or secure that she would have my best interest in mind when she wasn't with me. So it would lead to jealousy and it would lead to fights. Number two, communication. Now, many parts were wrong with the communication. Um, it was immature, manipulative, and honestly stagnant. Like no progress was made through the conversations. And sure didn't help me trust her anymore, knowing that I couldn't communicate effectively with her. And finally, number three, intent. Her intent was likely not to be with me long term, and it kind of showed through her actions. Unfortunately, she wanted all the benefits of having a boyfriend while still wanting to have her fun, I'll use as a <laughs> lack of a better description. Um, but honestly, that feeling of feeling like I wasn't enough and feeling like she didn't actually value me the way that I should be valued, it, it led to corrosion in our relationship and obviously didn't help the other two themes. How'd you do? Did you get it right? All three? Three for three? You get those? Um, there's also likely other parts of that that are wrong. So if you did have a part that was like, you know what, that part is messed up, let me know down below because I actually do want to see um, your guys' take on these stories. But that's going to take us to the weekly takeaway. This week's weekly takeaway is many aspects of healthy relationships play off each other, as you can see with the themes we talked about today. If one area is deficient, you may find that other areas suffer as well. But here are my secrets to having a happy, healthy relationship. Start with the right intent. Ensure that you actually want to be with the person that you're pursuing and ensure that those intentions are known to that person as well. Once you have that positive intent that you want to be with this person and you want to pursue this long term and you're not just in it for a fling or, you know, whatever else, once you have that intent, ground it in trust and that's going to be the most important thing is building up that trust with that person so that you know that when she says something you can believe it and when you say something she can believe it or he and he or she and she you know what you know what i mean sorry a little heteronormative but you know what i'm trying to say and another aspect of that trust is actually behaving in a way that shows your intent right it shows that you actually value this person and you're not you know going out trying to hit on other girls or guys and you know, not making them feel insecure, obviously. Now you, have, now you have the right intent, you have the trust, and now the glue that will hold those things together is the communication. Communicating in a mature way that ensures that everybody feels heard and actually resolves the conflicts that are at hand. Now, the most important part of that is knowing that you guys are not adversaries. Even though you guys are maybe arguing or disagreeing on something, remember that the intent is not to go head to head and be adversaries against each other. You guys should be on the same team moving towards a common goal. And I think that's something that a lot of relationships forget is that you guys are on the same team. You guys are working towards being happy together and it shouldn't feel like you guys are fighting against each other. Now, of course, it does take other things. There's a lot of aspects to a healthy relationship, which maybe we will talk about in another episode. But of course, you know, with that trust, you know, comes vulnerability and being able to be vulnerable with somebody else and not being scared of letting yourself be vulnerable with somebody. Opening yourself up to pain, yes, and being hurt, yes. But if it's the right person, you know that you're in safe hands. But that's going to do it for this episode. I thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you found something that you can add to your life or the life of somebody around you. Please share this episode so someone else can hear and enjoy as well. You know, we're building here. Community. That's right. Uh, so like, subscribe, favorite, do all that great stuff. 
um, or making it great, I thank you. I appreciate you. This has been Will of Thoughts That Count. I'll see you next time. If you like that episode, you might like some mindset shifts that changed my life. Uh, that'll be that video right there. Or possibly you'd like to listen to my interview with an influencer with over 400,000 subscribers. That video is going to be over here. I love you and I'll see you over there.